This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Well, welcome to week one of our brand new series entitled The Power of I am. Again, to all of our guests, thank you for coming out at all of our campuses. So many new people, we're grateful for that. And and then all the regulars, thank you for being faithful and being a part of what God is doing. We pastor one of the greatest churches in all the world. We have some of the greatest people in this church, and I'm thankful for you. The power of I am. There was a man who lived in New York who was tired of of the cold weather. He was freezing, so he decided to take a quick trip to to Florida to warm up. So uh, the the problem was his wife was on a business trip at the time, so he calls her and lets her know what he's wanting to do and tells her, hey, how about meeting me down in in Florida? So they agreed upon that. So when he gets there in uh, Florida, he arrives and he, he sends her an email to let her know that that he was there and he was okay. And the problem was is he got a few of the letters wrong in the address, and instead of it going to his wife, the email actually went to an elderly woman in the same state of New York whose husband had just died the day before. So the elderly woman turned on her computer and begins to read this email, and all of a sudden she screams and faints right on the spot. Her family rushes in there, and they came and saw her on the floor, and they looked at the computer screen, and they understood why this elderly woman fainted. Here's what the the email said, "'Dearest darling, just wanted you to know I arrived safely. Looking forward to you being with me tomorrow.'" (laughs) Signed, your husband." P.S. It sure is hot down here. <laughs> that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's how many of you know that words can affect your life. Words can affect your life. Some of you'll have to get the uh, podcast just to hear that again, so you get it. Uh, this series that we're we're launching today is based again on Joe Osteen's book, his new book that we're giving away to all of our first-time guests. Uh, If you don't have the book, I would encourage you, please get the book. It is absolutely a great book. Our dream team in all of our locations uh, will be out in the lobbies after service to help you if you'd like to get information on how to get a copy of this book, The Power of I I Am. Now, uh, I'm not teaching the book. But I am teaching over the next few weeks principles or biblical truths that we find in the book. You know, the whole, the whole point of Joel's book is this simple truth. It's the principle. Here it is. Whatever follows the I am will eventually find you. Whatever follows the I am In other words, those two simple words, whatever follows those two simple words, will determine what kind of life you will have. It's not only a principle in Joel's book, it's absolutely a biblical 
truth. Um, in other words, if you're always saying, I'm so stupid, guess what? Then stupid is coming your way. If you're always saying, I'm ugly, then ugly's looking for you. If you're always saying, oh, I'm so old, guess what? Wrinkles are looking for you. You're always, you know, saying, well, I'm so fat, I'm so overweight. Calories are coming. (laughs) Calories are coming your way. I'm so unlucky, I'm so slow, I'm so clumsy, I'm so broke, I'm so unqualified, I'm unable, I'm weak. When you say those negative things, you you are giving them an invitation into your life. But, but if you begin to say, I'm blessed, guess what? Blessings are, are looking for you. If you begin to say, I'm strong, strength is looking for you. If you start saying, I'm talented, talent comes looking for you. Time out. Some of you are already tripping, and I haven't even started. You know why? Because, it, because we give permission to ourselves to say the negative, but we would never dream about saying the positive. And I'm telling you, that is a seduction of the enemy of your life himself. If you start saying, I'm healthy, health is coming your way. You start saying, I'm prosperous, life is going to be more prosperous for you. If you say, I'm disciplined, I'm attractive, beauty's going to come. Oh, geez. I mean, look at it. It happened to me. You used to see me. You should have seen me 10 years ago. But I've been saying, I'm beautiful. I'm attractive. I'm handsome. And check it out. It's working. Come on, somebody. Instead of saying, I'm ugly, you ought to start saying, I'm beautiful. Before we dropped our kids off at school, you know, growing up, now they're all old and ugly. But when they were young... When they were young and beautiful, you know, we'd drop them off at school, and we'd always lead them through these confessions, the IMs, what we're getting ready to teach you over the next few weeks. And, and we would say things, you know, we'd lead them in a confession, and then we'd say, say this, I mean, I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm bright, I'm smart, I'm good looking and very rich and a major blessing. That's how you send your kids off to school, not like... You're no good for nothing. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. No, I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm smart. I'm good looking. And we don't have to say that two or three times. I'm good looking. Very rich and a major blessing. What you say after the IMs is what's going to become looking for you. Why? Because you're giving it permission to come into your life. You need to understand that words have creative power. In fact, the very first time that words are even mentioned and used in the Bible, they weren't used for communication. They were used to create. You look at it, Genesis chapter 1, God said, 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 and then the very last verse of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and God saw everything that he said. That is absolutely powerful. You see, when God created what he created, he did it by his words. You'll never find God waving his hands to create. When God wanted light, he said, light be. He spoke it. When he wanted the land, he spoke the land into existence. When he wanted the water, he spoke it. When he wanted the animals, he spoke it. And then the Bible says everything that he spoke, he saw. 
This is what is absolutely amazing. Don't miss this. Then the Bible says that God created man, that's us, in his own image and in his likeness. And one of those likenesses is the power and ability for man to speak. Think about it. He didn't give any other species the ability to speak and to communicate except for man. In fact, this is powerful. Uh, when, when in, the, in, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that man became a living soul. The literal translation of that is that man became a speaking spirit. That's what the Hebrew language says. Man became, when it says man became a, a, a living soul in our English Bible, the Hebrew text literally says man became a speaking spirit. This is the spiritual application to this truth. Your words are not just for communication. Your words are there to help you create your destiny. Your words have creative ability. In fact, your words are creating life or death. Life or death. Now, we've all heard the phrase, it's a matter of death, right? But did you know that according to the Bible... The words that we speak have the power of life and death. Let me show you a few verses. Proverbs 18, verse 20. Here's what the Bible says. It says, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. Wow. Does the Bible really say that? And then it goes on to say, because, verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death And those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. You really do eat what you say. You really, really do. Now, now let me paraphrase that verse for you. What that's basically saying is the quality of your life is dependent upon the words that you speak. Words are not just to communicate. Words are to create. Now, listen. If that statement was not in the Bible... I would have never, ever believed it. I would have never thought, and some of you are like, really? No, I don't believe that. See, I would have never thought that the words we speak are that important. But the truth is, the words that you speak, listen, is a matter of life or death. And the enemy to your life doesn't want you to know this truth. Proverbs 18.21 in the message translation says it this way, words kill, words give life. They're either poison, notice, or fruit. But here's what I want you to catch right here. You choose. That's good news for you this morning. Now, I know here in Columbus, probably there in Fresno, it's like all of you are in shock. Like, really, does my words matter? Really, they really do. I know this is a little painful for you this morning, but this is called help. And you're going to be so much better after you get done with the dentist today because your teeth are going to be whole and healed, and you're going to have a great life. Are you with me? It might be a little painful this morning, but there's help so that we can have the destinies that God has for us. Again, words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit, but you choose. The good news is that you get to choose what you say. You choose, you get the, get the opportunity to choose what comes out of your mouth. You get to choose what comes after the I am in your life. It's your choice what you give voice to. Now listen, 
if this verse, if the Bible is true, and I believe the Bible, if the Bible is true, then really what we need in our life is, 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 is tongue control. You know, there's a lot of talk about gun control, but really what we need in our nation and what we need in our life is really, is really tongue control because our tongues do more damage than guns ever did on this earth. Wow. See, your words really matter. James 3, verse 5. Message translation says it this way. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account. And that's what most of us think here in, in Clovis. There in front. Ah, what's the big deal? Here's what James says. You think it's a big deal, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. For those that think, ah, that's no big deal, the Bible's trying to tell you, nah, it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. Your words really do matter. Now, let me give you some Bible facts about the words we speak. Here's what you need to know about your words. Number one, my words can destroy my life. My words can destroy my life. James 3, verses 5 through 6 It says, it only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. Well, we know that, but notice what he connects it to here. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. The same way that a match can can create huge forest fires is the same way that our tongue can affect our life. Your words can destroy your life. It says, by our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos. We're seeing that right now in our nation. Turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on our reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Why? Because of our our words. You see, your words can mess your life up. They can mess your relationships up. That's the reason why a dog has a whole lot more friends than human beings. Why? Because they wag their tails more than their tongues. Now, that's funny. That, that's really funny. James 3, 6 says that this way, the tongue can turn our li- whole lives into a blazing flame of destruction and disaster. Wow. Your tongue can do it. Your whole life into a blazing flame of destruction is us. Your tongue can ruin your life. In fact, perhaps some of us have ruined lives because of our tongue. But it's not too late. We're getting the truth and we can change it around. And as long as your tongue can move, we can change your destiny. So, so, so people say things like this. We say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But that's not true. That's, that's a lie. The Bible doesn't say that. The truth is, is words can hurt and words can destroy lives. Ask the children of Israel in the, in the Bible, if you're very familiar with it. The children of Israel, some two to three million people, they've been set free from slavery and captivity in Egypt. And God is leading them on an 11-day journey to a promised land. The Bible says that if they ever get there, there'll be no more scarcity in their life. There'll be provision. There'll be abundance. It's going to be a good life. But on their way there, they start griping and complaining. And what happens with their lives is they stay 40 years in the wilderness, and they never go into what God promised them. And the Bible says the reason why they never got God's promise or his promised land, is because of their mouths, because they murmured and complained. And some two million people died 
in the wilderness because of their mouths. You see, your words can destroy your life. Number two, my words display who I am. This is the importance of our words. My words display who I am. Let me say it this way. Your words are actually a picture of who you really are. They're a picture of who you, you really are. Matthew tells it, tells it this way, Matthew 12, 34. It says, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Now, that word heart there is not the blood pump that you have here. It's, it's the inner man. It's who you really are. It's the person looking outside these, these eyeballs. It's who you are. And the Bible says, for whatever is in your heart, whatever's in you, determines what you say. So what's going on on the inside of you is going to show up in the way you talk, the Bible says. So your words are just really a screenshot of who you really, really are. Um, you know, bad heart, bad words. Uh, messed up heart, messed up words. Let me, let, let me make it a little more clearly. An angry heart, angry words, right? Frustrated heart, frustrated words. You know, people that are talking fear all the time, why are they talking fear? It's because they have a fearful heart. Whatever you're saying in words, it is a picture of who you are on the inside. An insecure heart, brings words of insecurity. A sick heart brings words of sickness. A prideful heart brings words of pride. But a good heart, listen, good words. A healthy heart is healthy words. A prosperous heart brings forth prosperous words. A happy heart brings forth happy words. You see, your words reveal what you believe, what you think, and what you're expecting in your life. It's, it's a picture. It's a picture of who you are. You know, people will say, oh, I didn't really mean that. I'm sorry. I didn't really. Have you ever heard anybody do that before? Maybe you've done it before. I didn't really mean that. I'm sorry. But according to the Bible, the reason why it's coming out of your mouth is because it's in your, it's in your, your heart. People say, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right? I'm, hey, I'm just saying, yeah, you're just saying, and that's the problem, because really what you're doing is displaying who you really are. The third thing about your words, the Bible teaches us, is that my life will move in the direction of my words. My life will move in the direction of my words. Let me say it this way. What you give voice to is what shows up in your life. It's, it's the Bible. James 3, verse 3, it says, We put a bit into the mouth of a horse to make it obey us, and we are able to make it go wherever we want. Or think of a ship, big as it is, and driven by such strong winds, it can be steered by a very small rudder, and it goes wherever the pilot wants it to go. Notice verse 5, so it is with the tongue. Wow. You mean to tell me the same way a bit steers a horse, the same way a rudder steers a big, huge ship is the same way that words steer our lives? Absolutely. Your words are the steering wheel to where your life is going. Every time you say it, you're moving towards it. I got to say that again. Every time you say it, you're re reinforcing it and you are moving towards it. Here's the truth your future is in 
Your mouth. It's right there. Uh, your mouth is more than a hole in your head. Now, that's funny. It's more than a hole in it. It's, it's your future. Come on, tap your neighbor. Come on, some of you need to relax. It's going to get better. I'm going to help you to get out of this mess. Look to your neighbor and say, hey, your future's in there. Go ahead and say it. Tell, tell, preach to them. Somebody tell somebody, hey, your future is in there. How many of you can see based upon what we've already looked at? Your words really do matter. According to the Bible, right? This isn't Joel Osteen. This isn't Randy. This is Bible stuff. I'm reading verses and chapters to you. This is God. Our words really do matter. But the truth is, all you have to do is look at your life. Think about three years ago and what you were saying. You have the life right now that you've been saying over the last months and years of your life. And the good news is you can take the steering wheel and you can change the direction of your life. In other words, you can change the I am's of your life. You don't have to say, oh, I'm so ugly. You can say, I'm beautiful. You don't have to say, oh, I'm so poor. You can say, I'm rich. You don't have to say, oh, I'm so sick. You can say, I'm healthy. You see, here is the big idea. Here is what I need you to take home today. This is what I need you to really grab. It's the principle. Here it is. You are who God says you are. You are who God says you are. When it comes to who I am, we need to understand who I am has already been determined by God. Now, unfortunately, for most of us, our identity has been shaped by what others have said about us and really by what we think about ourselves. But listen to me, who, who we are is not determined by what I think or by what others have said about me. Who I am as a believer, as a Christ follower, who I am comes from the heart of God, not the mind of man. And that is worth celebrating and cheering. Right there, we ought to give the Lord a big hand. Come on, impress no dear. Come on, and Clovis. Who I am is not determined by you. Who I am is not determined by what I think. Who I am has already been determined by God himself. That's the reason why you need to get a Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, 66 books in the Bible that tells you who God has already created you to be. There's over 6,000 promises that God has already promised your life. You ought to get busy finding out what God has declared over your life. You see, if you ever start reading this, and we are a Bible-believing church. In fact, we read a chapter here, Monday through Friday, a chapter every day of our life. I encourage you, if you don't have your, 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 your reading plan, go out in our lobbies, and, and our uh, Dream Team partners will help you, and they'll put one of those in your hands. We read a chapter every day. Why? Because the Bible tells me who I am. The Bible is God speaking to me. It's declaring his promise and his destiny over my life. You see, God's word will not only tell you who you are, but it will tell you who you're not. And some of you need to hear that. The Bible will tell you you're not worthless. The Bible will tell you you're his masterpiece. The Bible will tell you you're not defeated. The Bible will tell you you're more than a conqueror. The Bible will tell you you're not weak. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens 
That's the reason why even in the Bible it'll tell you, it says, let the weak say not I'm weak, but let the weak say I'm. Because whatever comes after the I am's of your life is where you're moving. So don't say what you have. Say what God has already declared over your life. God's word tells you that you are to be the head and not the tail. Come on, it's a whole lot better than to be the head than the tail. Can I get a big amen right there? Huh? I don't know about you. I'm done being the tail. It's stinky down there. I'm ready to be the head. Does anybody want to be the head? Come on, Fresno. The Bible says we're to be the lender and not the borrower. That's, that's what we need to be saying. That's what he expects for you. As Christ followers in Deuteronomy 28, he says you should be the lender and not the borrower. God wants to prosper your life where you can do the lending and not always the borrowing. That's a great place to shout right there. The Bible says you're to be above only and not beneath. We shouldn't be up underneath things. We should be on top of things. Amen? Come on. That's God's promise for you. But here's what you need to understand. It's not enough for God's plan and his purpose for your life to just be in the book. It has to get in your mouth. In the book will not change your life. The promises in the, and what God has declared over your life has to get off the pages of this book, and it has to get in your mouth. We actually see this in the life of Joshua. Moses has died, and that whole generation has died because of their murmuring and complaining and complaining. And now there's a new generation, a, a, a new generation of young men and women, and, and Moses has died, and now... God is going to use Joshua to lead them into that promised land that he has promised them. And, and Joshua is a little intimidated and says, man, how can I do this? I don't know if I'm capable. And, and so God shows up in this young leader's life that's getting ready again to lead millions of people. And this is what God tells Joshua. I want you to notice here in Joshua 1.8, he says, this book of the law, this God speaking, shall not depart from your where? Your mouth. But you shall meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Notice the next part of that verse. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Do you hear what God told this young leader? He says, I want you to take my book. I want you to take my words. I want you to get them in your mouth. I want you to meditate. You know what it means to meditate? It means to mutter it over and over. And he said, I don't want you just to do this for a minute or a second. I want you to do this day and night. You can find your problem if you just find out what you're doing day and day and night. He said, Joshua... I'm going to make you successful. I'm going to prosper your life. But this is what I need you to do. Take what I say and get it off the pages of the book and put it in your mouth and start saying what I declared over your life. And if you'll start saying what I have said, guess what? You're going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success. That's what we want, you know. You know why I'm passionate about that verse? It's because I found that verse at probably the age of 18. I'll never forget. A, a, a gentleman showed me that verse as a young, just a young man. And, and I had no idea. I'd been raised in church, but I had no idea that it was God's idea to make you successful. I thought that's something you did in the world. But then I found out that it was God's idea to prosper me. It was God's idea to make me successful. And when I begin to study that verse, it has been a life verse all the these years, and I can honestly, honestly say that verse absolutely 
words. If you'll put God's words in your mouth and meditate and mutter them over and over and over, what you declare that he's already said about you will come to pass in your life. Why? Because it's not your words, it's his word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not his, his word. Are you with me? Do you know when it, says, when it says confess in the Bible? Do you know what that means, confession? You know, Christianity is called the great confession. Do you know what confession actually literally means? It means to say the same thing. It just means to say what God has already said. Your words are important. And if you'll take what God has said and put them in your mouth, the promise is you're going to have success. <laughs> so, see, some of you, that, that ought to help you because some of you was looking for it in the lotto this last week. You was looking for success, prosperity. Some of you have been looking for it in your jobs. I'm here to tell you success is in the kingdom of God. Success is in the plan of God. Success is in the purpose of God. Success is the idea of God. And He wants to make your way prosperous. And He wants to give you success. And the way it comes is you take this book and you take these words and you put them in your mouth and they'll get in your heart. And then your IMs won't be saying, well, I'm so ugly. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I'm so sick. No, you'll start saying, I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is He that's in me than he that's in this world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am the healed of the Lord by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. Wealth and riches are in my house. Those are all Bible verses. Take his words. Put them in your mouth. And watch. Watch what God does in your life. Now notice, very important. Notice. God says, take my words, put them in your mouth, and you will find success in your life. But take note here, so important that you hear this. The power is not in just saying whatever you want to say. So important you hear this. Because if you've heard everything else that I've said and you don't add this, you're going to be confused. You're not taking it in context. The Bible does not teach us that there's power just in anything that you say. The power is saying what God has already said over your life. See, you can't just say whatever you want to say and think God's going to bring it to pass. That's, that's foolishness. That's not what we're teaching. You see, I'm not saying that we're trying to get God in agreement with our words. I'm saying that we need to get our words in agreement with God's words. Speaking what he's already determined over our lives. As I, as I close this morning, because it's my New Year's resolution and there's shorter messages this year. Keep you hungry. Keep you coming back next week. In Matthew 16, it's a powerful story where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And it says he came to the area there in verse 13 of Philippi and he asked his followers, notice, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they answered, and some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. And still others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then and Jesus asked them, the disciples, he asked them, but, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, I like this. He answered and said, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the, the living God. Notice carefully, verse 17, Jesus' response to what Simon said. Jesus answered, 
He said, you are blessed. That word blessed means empowered to succeed. It means empowered to prosper. He says, Peter, you are blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, because no, listen, no person taught you that. My Father in heaven showed you who I am. So, so Jesus has his disciples. They're around him, and, and he asks them, hey, who, who's people? What, what are people saying about me? Who do they say that I am? And the disciples say, you know, they're, they're saying you're John the Baptist, or you're Elijah, or, you know, you're just one of the prophets. Okay, that's what they're saying? All right. But, but, but what do you guys say? Who do you say that I am? And Simon says, I know who you are. You're not John the Baptist. You're not Elijah. You're not one of the prophets. You're the son of the Most High God. And Jesus looks at him and says, human flesh has not revealed that to you. He says, my father said that to you. My father revealed that to you. And because now you have said it, you are blessed. You are empowered to succeed. You are empowered to prosper. Don't don't miss this important truth. There are a lot of people out there that are saying things over your life. The Bible says there's many voices trying to declare who you are. That's the point. They're trying to declare who you are. They're trying to say who you are and who you're not. And, And that's where we get into trouble. You know, not too long back, I... I decided I was going to go fishing, and so for some reason, I, I lost my pole, so I had to go get a new pole and get my license, and I'm in Walmart over there, you know, and I'm, I'm trying out the poles, you know. I'm, I'm going to go catch me a big old fish and bring it home, and my wife's going to cook it. We're going to eat fish for dinner. So I'm trying out these poles, and I'm bending it, and I'm, I'm, I'm wiggling it, and, I, and I'm even acting like I got the big one on. Ooh, and I'm just, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm fishing in the aisle of Walmart. And all of a sudden, this clerk, a woman clerk, who should have been minding her own business, tries to get involved in my life, my fishing story. I, listen, I'm minding my own business. I'm fishing by myself in Walmart. I'm trying out the poles. And this woman tries to get involved in my life. And she said this over my fishing pole. She says, you know, sir, that's probably the most action that pole will ever see. You said what? Really? I'm here to tell you there's a lot of people trying to speak over your fishing pole. They're trying to speak over your life. They're telling you what you can't do, what you won't do, and what you're going to become. But notice the power is not in what people have said. The power is in what God reveals to you, Peter, because when you say what I say, then you are most blessed. Come on, give a hand, clap to the Lord Jesus this morning. Come on, you receive that today. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I think we're done. Bow your heads. You're most blessed, Peter, when you say what the Father says, not what people say. 
you're blessed, you're empowered, you're, you're enabled. I'm here to tell you what, what comes after the I am's of your life is what's coming into your life. You know, as we close this service here in Clovis, here in Fresno, Madeira, I want to just ask you to just take a moment before we rush out of here. I believe it's so important to have application and let God do things in our heart as we make adjustments. I I want you just to ask yourself or ask God today as you're just taking this moment of just quietness. Nobody moving around, please. Would Would you ask God this? Would you ask God to God, what are you saying to me through this sermon this morning? What are, you, what are you trying to tell me through this message? Because for every person here in Clovis, there in Fresno, Madeira, it's going to be different because we all need to make different adjustments. And so I'm just challenging, would you have the guts to just, in your seats right now, just to make, to make that prayer, to, just to make that plea to say, God, how do I need to apply this message to my life? Because as God begins to give you instructions, the key is to make those adjustments, and it'll change your life. As we're doing that all over this campus and there in Fresno, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you've never made a commitment to Him, and uh, the truth is you don't know where you would go if you was to die and breathe your last breath right now. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to stay away from. The Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here's, here's, the, here's the great thing and the powerful thing about words is words connect you to God. Isn't it awesome that the way you get saved is, is through words? It connects you to God. The Bible says to those that will believe in their heart and confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. It goes on to say, all that call upon the name of the Lord, that's words, will be saved. If you're here in in Clovis, there in Fresno, Madeira, if you're not right with God, you're far from Him. Sin separates you from a living God. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to get your, right, your life right with God. Would you do that today as I look all over this congregation? There in Fresno, here in Clovis, Madeira, would you lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I need Jesus in my life. Is there anybody? Yes, hands going up every section. You might say, I did that one time, but I'm far from God. Sin separates me from God. Just hold your hands up high. Nobody looking around. You might say, but I need to rededicate my life to the Lord today. I'm far from Him. That's the reason why I'm here. I feel, I feel God needs to do something in my life. If that's you, you need to rededicate your life. Just lift your hand up. Hands up everywhere. There in Fresno, I'm sure, here in Clovis, in Madeira. You can put your hands down. I want to lead you in this prayer, and I'm going to ask everybody to pray this prayer in this room at all of our campuses, and let's mean it with everything we have. It's out of the heart. It's not just some, you know, some, some, some cheap words. It's, it's meaning it with your heart and speaking it with your mouth. Say this with me. Say, Father God, come on, you can do better than that. Say, Father God, today I give you my life. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Father, would you forgive me? of all my sins, and with your help, from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. Jesus, I make you my Lord and my Savior. Come on, let's give it up. Let's celebrate the fact of all those. It's as simple as that. Isn't that awesome? See, when you have a heart of belief and you release the words, it even changes you for eternity. Here's the good news that what you've done today by confessing Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, 
The Bible says that if you was to breathe your last breath right now, you know where you would spend eternity? You would spend it with Him in heaven forever and ever. What great news is that? Come on, don't tell me words. Don't you tell me words don't matter. Here in Clovis, stand to your feet there in Fresno. Nobody leaving. I have one other thing I want to do. I want to pray for you. Campus pastors are going to come back and give you a few more instructions. And for those that are looking to get the book today, we have that for you. How many of you received this truth today? How many of this has been helpful to you? Again, I'm not teaching the book, but I am teaching principles from the book. But what I did like in chapter one, he ends chapter one with giving us uh, several of the I am's that we need to be speaking over our lives. Uh, You know, you might think this is crazy, but I'll be honest with you. I really do this almost every day of my life. I have confession sheets. Confession means to speak the same thing that God has already declared. I speak them over my life. I speak them over my family. I speak them over, I speak them over the church. I speak them over you. That's how I start my morning. That's, that's, I pray, and I, I believe that. I, what I'm preaching, I'm smoking. I'm using it. I'm, it, it, is, it is what I use. Why? Because it's the steering wheel to my life. And I love how Joel ends the first chapter by giving these to us. And, and I thought it would just be a good way to give you a reason to go crazy and shout and scream and um, scream and shout and go crazy and, and get excited and end the service. So, so how many is in? Come on, there in Fresno, here at Clovis. Come on, the buffet. The buffet's waiting for us. So, so here we go. So here we go. Are you ready? We're going to declare these. I'm going to lead you in them, and we're going to shout them. We're going to declare them. We're going to act like we're just crazy, and then we're going to release you to go to your, your buffet or whatever's going on in your life. Let's speak these I am's over our life. Say, I, say this with me. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm prosperous. I'm successful. I'm victorious. I'm talented. I'm wise. I'm qualified. I'm valuable. I'm attractive. Some of you need to say that more than once. Say it again. Say, I'm attractive. Well, we got some work to do in that area. Say it again. I'm attractive. Say, I'm beautiful. I'm disciplined. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm generous. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm empowered. I'm forgiven. I am a child of the Most High God. Come on again. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So, Father, I pray. I pray for those here in Clovis, there in Fresno, Madeira. Father, we thank you that our words have ability to bring to pass things that you have said concerning us. Father, we make the necessary adjustments today. God, in the way we speak, God, I pray that, I pray, God, that you would help us today to do what we need to do to grab the steering wheel of our life and point it in the direction that you have created us for. God, you have a purpose and you have a plan for our lives. And God, I speak over people today. God, the brokenness, the the hopelessness, God, whatever people are going through, God, I thank you that there's hope in this place today. And I just declare healing is coming to your people. Hope is coming to your people. God, whatever's wrong in their situations, we're just thanking you in advance that you're making it all 
right. Father, I pray this week as we begin to change our vocabulary and we hook in, God, in what you have declared over our lives, I thank you, Lord, that it is making our way prosperous and we're having the kind of success that you created for us to have. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.